What is an extended RV warranty? And is it worth it? Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RV Podcast. This happens to be episode 344, and no matter what kind of an RV you have, you're welcome here. This show is for you because we're going to talk about getting out there, enjoying God's amazing creation, meeting interesting people, boondocking, discovering fun places, and using the right gear and tech to enhance the RV lifestyle. So welcome. We're honored that you chose to put us in your ears this week. Well, before we get started, we want to talk about um, the message from one of our sponsors this year, Camping World, whose big uh, promotion this summer is Travel Different. Forget the crowded flights and the long lines. This is about getting out there in an RV where you have your own private place to relax, a home, your coffee, your closet, your couch, your bathroom. Today and every day is another opportunity to take the path less traveled and camping world wants to let you know that they're on that path with you rving isn't just about traveling from one point to another you remember what it is to be human to be curious and courageous and to have fun to follow the winds of serendipity nowhere to go but everywhere to be and they are there too and uh, they want to let you know that uh, you can get 10 percent off any of the gear you need from campingworld.com if you use the coupon code rv lifestyle 10 Get a 10% discount, anything over 99 bucks. Just remember RV Lifestyle 10 at checkout, and they'll take that 10% right off from you. Uh, pretty good deal. All right, we're about ready to hit the road. Uh, my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer, joins me right now. Uh, we got to start packing again, dear. We do. I better get with it. Well, you're always with it. You, you're, uh, I'm getting lots of fan mail for you. Uh, from our most recent video, our trip to Tupelo and your enthusiastic <laughs> tour well, of Elvis's birthplace. They ought to see me in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I'm not going to tell them our Europe story. Oh. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was pure Jennifer. In case people don't haven't figured it out, I love everything. I love every twig, every everything. Yeah. I want to see it all, too. We were in London on a stopover with a, one of our TV crews, and we were on our way to Africa, actually. And we had 12 hours. Four hours. No, I know, but we had 12 hours. Uh, and the first eight, we, we, well, not even eight, we, we checked into a hotel and we slept for a little bit. And then we had, um, we had four free hours before we had to catch the next flight onto Africa. So my suggestion was, let's go find a pub and just watch everything. But your suggestion was... Let's see everything that we can possibly see as quickly as we can. And we did, from the London Tower and the Queen's Jewels to Green, Green Park. Park, everything. We moved as quick as we could. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't just me. It was, uh, it was Jen, me, uh, our sound guy, and our video guy. And, and our uh, talent. And the talent. And we had talent. Yeah, we had another, another, uh, another on camera Hilly and person. I wanted to see everything. Well, we did. And that's the way we travel often with uh, the RV. <laughs> it's the way we travel all the time, period. That's one of the reasons that we, when people ask us, uh, can we can we tag along with you? I say no, because you'll be driven nuts. 
and and she's got me doing it now because you know we're at a crossroads and a butterfly we see in one direction we consider that a sign and go chase to see where the butterfly is going and so that's one of the reasons we're doing right now um, a five-part series on the Natchez Trace, which we just did for. Um, well, we've done it done it before, but this was the first time we really. I took really our time. tried to make you slow down. You did, and you still wanted to slow down more. More, yeah, yeah. I would have liked a couple more days there. But um, we have five parts out of it, and uh, part three just uh, released this week, and that's uh, we also are visiting some of the surrounding communities, and that was uh, Tupelo. Mississippi, which was a surprisingly fun town. And uh, we have parts four of the Natchez Trace and five yet to be released. And um, we're getting ready to plan some other adventures for this summer that I'm sure you'll find lots of stuff to see as well. I'll always find something to see. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, let's say we washed our beddies uh, and we were kind of, you were kind of apprehensive about that. They washed up beautifully. They washed up beautifully. And I think what you were worried about is we had some difficulty uh, uh, zippering them together the first time we tried it. But I found there's a little knack to it, and they zipped up really nice. And I want you to know, I didn't, haven't talked to you since I did it, they're the easiest. They're easier than ever I, than you could imagine. They just zip together really nice. Good, so, good. Um, so anyway, we love the beddies. We've been using them. If you wonder what we're talking about, we're talking about bedding for the RV. We did a video on that, I don't know, a month or so ago. We tested out uh, three high-end solutions, and the last of them was beddies, B-E-D-D-Y-S. And uh, if you go to rvlifestyle.com slash beddies, you can learn all about them. But they're, they're kind of like, they're not a sleeping bag, but they kind of zip up like a sleeping bag. They it's fit. like a big fitted sheet for yeah. the bottom yeah. except it's heavy fabric the whole thing is fitted right well it's the bottom is fitted like a, a sheet it fits your mattress hugs your mattress and then there is a top that is like a sleeping bag and you zip the two together you have two different pieces the bottom and the fabric on the sides instead of just being a sheet it's quite heavy and it's really the little nice. sheet is on top and then there's the top part and so when you wash it you have to wash everything the blanket because it's attached to the top sheet or the minky that's, that's the super soft part the one fuzzy if you want a fuzzy blankie it is a fuzzy blankie yes it's very comfy so it's not just washing sheets every time you have to uh wash your bedding you have to wash like a, a sleeping bag yep yep and uh it was um it was pretty fun uh, let's see, I had a great walk with Bo this morning, and uh, it reminded me to remind all of you, uh, if you have an area where in the woods where you allow your dog to run free, this might be a, cha a time for you to put him on a leash because uh, the fawns are starting to get dropped out there in the woods. The, if you know about deer, the does just kind of drop the fawns for the first three or four days, and they, they leave them in one spot. They have no scent. Um whereas the mother deer does. And so she leaves the fawn to kind of get the, its legs up underneath them in the first few days and stays away because she doesn't want her scent to attract predators. So the fawns just are kind of like lying right out wherever she dropped them. Uh, I mean, she comes back and gets them and all. This is the way nature works. But uh, it occurred to me today because we were out in the woods and there's a spot that I always can let Bo go free. And he kicked up a buck, a big buck, he was down by the where the a little lake came into the woods, and I don't know who was more frightened, Bo or the buck, but um, he didn't chase him. He just barked, 
But I realized that, you know, it's about time he's going to see fawns. So time to, I'm not going to let him run out there in the woods for, even though there's a whole bunch of us that walk there and most you know, the deer all leave, but this must've been a lazy deer or he had a rough night last night with sleeping in. But, um, just be careful because the fawns are out there. The other thing that's, that's neat that you might see in the woods are foxes. They're all out. And we were, we've heard a lot of reports about people seeing foxes in, near houses, in subdivisions, out in the suburbs. And there's a reason for that. That's because they will go to the house for protection for their young. Yep. Isn't that neat? They know that there's not uh, usually any predators around. Uh, there may be a dog, but they can get out and move, and they, they kind of are used to dogs. So um, so you might see more foxes, and uh, they're kits. They call their children kits. Foxes are active. And then we're really excited, right? Outside our kitchen window or kitchen table is a wonderful little mother robin sitting she on some eggs. She made her nest yep. at an evergreen right yep. outside our kitchen window. As we ate dinner tonight, she and I were making eye contact. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> I'm thinking about when we were at Glacier and there was a mother moose who Glacier. took her calf. Yeah. Yeah. Into campgrounds for protection from the bear. She did. We have a video on that too, don't we? We did. Yeah. We got some of that on video. Yeah. 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 That's up there. Well, anyway, this is the time. It's a great time to be outside in the woods. And we hope that you guys are all out there RVing. And it's also time to talk about protecting your RV from the elements. And the best way we knew how to do that is uh, with empirecovers.com. All one word, empirecovers.com. Makers of quality covers for your RV. Protect it from uh, rain, mud, pollen, other elements. We'll have them on the podcast as a guest coming up because there's a lot of interest. I'm getting questions from people about, you know, what just what does a RV cover do? Why would I want one for my RV? Do I use it in the summer? And there's an answer to all that, and we'll kind of talk about that coming up. In the, maybe in a, maybe next week we'll have them on. But whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, a camper, uh, check out EmpireCovers.com. Because they can protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. Pollen, for example, sitting on your RV, it doesn't wash off as, as well as you'd think and hope it would when it rains. But yet it can really, especially when it gets damp, it can do real damage to your the finish of your RV or any vehicle. And a cover, of course, will protect against that. And of course, you do want to cover if you put your RV away in storage for uh, several months in, in the off-season. Uh, every cover comes with a free warranty. The uh, thing I want to tell you is you can get 15% off a cover from EmpireCovers.com if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE. 15% off. Go check them out. Uh, EmpireCovers.com. News. Mike's got news. RV news. Travel news. Inside information and trends that shape the RV lifestyle. Here's the RV news of the week. Many experts are bracing for higher gas prices, possibly as early as this week. After the Colonial Pipeline, the biggest pipeline in the U.S., shut down last weekend because of a cyber attack. The hackers are part of a cyber gang that began attacking the pipeline Thursday in an attempt to force the pipeline to pay a ransom to operate. The pipeline starts in Houston, then runs through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, and then runs up the East Coast. The pipeline was shut down for several days, and that is causing concern about rising gasoline prices because the supplies immediately tightened. And as we have been reporting already, the industry is having trouble finding enough truck drivers to transport gasoline, 
further drawing higher price concerns. Well, another beautiful camping spot on National Forest land is closing because of inconsiderate campers. And this one's in Idaho. It's near the Oregon border. Man Creek Campground off Highway 95. It's in the Payette National Forest, managed by the U.S. Forest Service. Well, the Forest Service has had it. Uh, So they're closing this spot to all campers because somebody has been shooting signs, destroying property, marking things with graffiti, leaving trash and human waste everywhere. So they shut it down. They'll clean it up. They shut it down. And that's, that's happening all across the country because so many people are turning boondocking campgrounds into homeless encampments. Um, the issue of boondockers and others camping irresponsibly and the federal government in turn prohibiting camping uh, is, a, is a major problem that is growing across the country these days. We've been reporting on it almost uh, every other week. We're hearing of a place being shut down. So uh, when you see someone who is acting uh, irresponsibly like that, uh, call the forest ranger, the state police, whoever has jurisdiction over it. But, uh, and if you're in a spot and people have left some stuff, just pick it up with yours. Do a good deed. Pick it up. Billions of cicadas are either starting to emerge or about to in 15 states after spending 17 years underground. The cicadas are large, ugly bugs that emerge from the ground every 17 years, generally move into trees, make a lot of noise, think noisy lawnmower-type sounds, mate and die. Called Brood X, the cicadas like the temperature to be warm, about 64 degrees before coming out. When out, they will swarm surfaces. To avoid them, experts suggest campers stay in meadows far away from trees. So I haven't seen them emerging anywhere, but everybody's been talking about it. And I get they're harmless. They don't hurt you. They do hurt a little bit of the vegetation if they munch on too many leaves. But uh, uh, all the other animals, like the, well, the snakes and the frogs and the toads and the Pretty opossums. Pretty happy. They got yeah, dinner, they, easy dinner. They, they gorge on these things. And but I bet a lot of people think they're cute. I don't know if I could ever <laughs> think a cicada is cute. Well, you know, we kind of live in a crazy world. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of folks who just think they're cute. Yeah. Probably some people even have a jar full of pet ones or something. You never know. <laughs> I don't want to. We'll probably hear from them. They'll probably send yep. us pictures. Hey, everybody who has followed Jen and me for very long know that uh, while we enjoy camping with our dog, Bo, We also, uh, and we tell it as it is, run into real challenges because there are many places um, where we like to go, like national parks that are just not very dog friendly. Now, there's a good reason why that's the case, but nevertheless, um, a lot of dog owners get really angry about this. Uh, We saw a story over the weekend about the most dog friendly national parks in the country. And so um, it was an outside magazine and it looked at which national parks had the most trails where dogs were permitted. That'd be on a six foot leash, of course, but uh, many places they're not. Uh, so the number one choice, most dog friendly national park, according to Outside Magazine, Acadia National Park in Maine. And the magazine said they have about 100 miles of dog friendly trails where you can walk your dog. Number two was the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia which had about 100 miles of dog-friendly trails. And that was followed by the Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona coming in third place with about the same 100 miles of trails where dogs on leash are allowed. 
the least friendly national parks in the country, tied for 63rd and 64th place. Um, one of them's in Michigan. Isle Royale. Yes, yes. The Isle Royale National Park and the Channel Islands National Park out in California. Um, both of these island-based parks do not allow pets of any kind, including aboard vessels in the water near the islands themselves. Um, you know, I would add to the friendly list, the Natchez Trace. It's not a national park, but it's, it's administered by the National Park Service. Because Bo was allowed everywhere. As yeah. long as he was on a leash. Yeah, as long as he was on a leash, he was welcome. Yeah, yeah. so that was, and that, that's a really fun spot that's very accessible. And you can do long hikes, short hikes. You can hike every single stop that you see that your wife sees a sign and makes you stop. And Bo likes it because he gets to pile <laughs> out and hike. And Bo can't wait to get out and go <laughs> sniff. He can't. He can't. It's so fun. All right. So uh, those are, that's, uh, that's an outside more. magazine. All right, one more. Nine fires were intentionally set in the Everglades National Park in recent weeks, leading federal investigators asking the public's health in determining who is starting them. While it is normal to have an occasional lightning fire or a careless camper who fails to properly put out a campfire, the number and frequency of fires in the past two months is not usual. The fires are putting wildlife and firefighters in danger and causing damage to the environment. This part of the podcast brought to you by Rad Power Bikes, America's number one e-bike brand offering direct-to-consumer pricing on powerful premium electric bikes, now with free shipping, also a special discount to listeners of the RV podcast. So why do they have this special when they deal directly with the consumer? Because they've cut out the middleman, they've cut out all the extra prices. So you can buy a Rad Power bike, remember that's number one brand in America, for about half the cost of comparable bikes on the market. They're built for everything. They're priced really well. Uh, different bike models fit a wide variety of rider wants and needs, fat tire bikes, uh, step-through bikes. Jennifer and I have the city bike version. Hers is step-through. Mine's the traditional beach cruiser style. There's mountain bikes and there's folding bikes. All of you give the ability to use five different levels of pedal assist. You can go between 20 and 40 miles on a single charge. And if you mention RV Lifestyle at checkout, they will take an additional $75 off the price. Again, the coupon code is RV Lifestyle. Free shipping, of course, always at radpowerbikes.com. Questions? You've got them. Mike and his network of RV reporters have the answers. Here's one of our questions of the week. Well, I hope this isn't too geeky, but um, let me answer this anyway. This comes from uh, uh, a guy named Mark who says, Hey, Mike, I really enjoyed your YouTube video on ham radio in your RV and the blog post that you had listing all of the gear you use. My question is for communications on the road, which is best? Amateur radio, that's ham radio, um, the GMRS service, that stands for General Mobile Radio Service, the Family Radio Walkie-Talkie Service, many of you have those, those little cheap little walkie-talkies, or good old CB radio. Uh, he says, I'm not so interested in the hobby part, I just want to know what's happening on the road ahead, Mark. Well, Mark, I can I tell you right off the top, forget ham radio for that. It's just not very helpful for telling you what the situation is on the road, uh, it's much longer distances than that. 
and people are involved in ham radio more for the hobbyist rather than for road reports or anything like that. So forget ham radio. That's if that's the need. You you don't need to go and study for a license and get that. Uh, the GMRS, the General Mobile Radio Service, that is more business oriented. Now, Midland Radio, which is is making a real, you might have seen the ads. They're doing a lot of advertising for Jeep users who do use that service a lot to keep in touch. You know, when they go on these Jeep adventures in the in the boonies and the desert, but it's not very practical for highways. There's just not that many people using them. And even though you can get a really good price on them, they're rugged, reliable radios. They're easy to use. And I think all you have to do is spend 50, 75 bucks, something like that for a general motor, general mobile radio service license. Um, it's just not very practical for road communications. Uh, the radio walkie talkies on the family radio service. I do think everybody should have those for just around the campground. We use them when uh, I'm going to back into a site. Uh, Jennifer will go back there at the radio and be able to tell me if there's any obstacles that I'm going to run over and do her best to convince me not to run over them, which unfortunately happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that's that, you know, they're good for just a few hundred yards of communications, despite what they claim. They claim miles, but they're just a couple hundred yards at the most. So that leaves you one choice, and that's CB radio. Uh, CB radio is still a mess. There's a lot of noise, a lot of garbage, a lot of profanity. But if you are looking for communications to know what's uh, happening ahead in a traffic jam, uh, you know how long a backup is, a CB radio is still your best bet uh, to, to use. And they're very cheap to get. The radios are, are uh, much more compact. You can get everything in a microphone. I mean, the speaker, the mic, the controls. And uh, you plug in you know, the radio, you mount underneath your dash. They're not very big. They're very inexpensive. Hardest part with an RV is a, is the antenna. You have to have some metal for a ground for that antenna, and it should be obviously outside your vehicle. Although, you know, some of the CB walkie-talkies, you could just, if you're stuck in traffic, you roll down the window, stick the antenna out, and you'll hear something. But um, I don't have it. I've often thought of getting one, um, but we haven't needed it. I do have AM radio, but that's my hobby. So I hope that answered it. They're all noisy. You know, it's just not any fun to leave it on all the time, right? Not fun for me. <laughs> no, so I, I don't need my ham radio on at all. Maybe a little bit every now and then if Jen is in the back sleeping or something, but uh, that doesn't happen too much. Even Bo doesn't like it. <laughs> he doesn't like it. I start talking to somebody on the ham radio, and he says, what are you doing? You know, so it doesn't go ahead. Hey, uh, if you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, fellow travelers. Want to have your voice featured on the RV podcast? Send us your questions or comments. Send an audio file to Mike at RVLifestyle.com. Or better yet, use our RV podcast voicemail number. 586-372-6990. 586-372-6990. We want to hear from you. Call 586-372-6990. And this part of the podcast is brought to you by Battleborn Batteries, makers of quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that can be installed in just about every RV. Uh, the motto for Battleborn Batteries, I love it. It's get in touch with them. Their, their motto is so simple. It's get out there and stay out there. And that's their mission, to provide RV batteries made with the highest quality lithium iron phosphate technology at the fairest price on the market that'll let you have sustained adventures off the grid with house batteries for your RV that offer better performance. They charge faster. They charge fuller. 
They're longer lasting. They're maintenance free. They weigh half of what an AGM battery does. And the team of battery experts at Battleborn are familiar with all the existing components in just about every RV you'll find, whether it's a motor home or a travel trailer or a Class C cab over camper. Don't worry. They have uh, deep cycle lithium batteries that can drop into any size travel trailer or motorized RV. You call them yourself and you'll uh, tell them you heard about them. Just go to this link. It'll take you right to them. RVLifestyle.com slash lithium. Again, that's RVLifestyle.com slash lithium. Time now for the RV podcast interview of the week. Interesting, entertaining, and helpful information about the RV lifestyle. Here's Mike with this week's interview. Well, many RVers wonder whether an extended RV warranty is worth the investment of protecting what already is the most expensive investment that most people will ever make besides their sticks and bricks home, which is the RV. Well, the answer is dependent on a number of factors that we're going to consider in our interview of the week segment here. Um, but for those who do plan to keep their RV for a number of years, an extended RV warranty provides something that's very hard to measure. Uh, the peace of mind of knowing that pretty much whatever happens, whenever it happens, they're covered. Now, you will maybe pressured to get one sometimes by an RV dealer or a salesman at the time you close, uh, but there's probably a better way to do it, which is, is getting a number of different quotes for that based on your specific needs. And well, in the interview of the week, we are going to learn about extended RV warranties from our guest, Stacy Ritchie Roman. She is with Wholesale Warranties. <laughs> Well, joining us now to uh, sort out this whole issue of extended RV warranties is our friend Stacy Ritchie Roman from uh, from uh, Wholesale Warranties. And uh, uh, Stacy, first of all, welcome to the uh, podcast. It's always great to have you on. I think you've been on a couple years ago. We had you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on again. Uh, it's such a crazy time in the RV business. Let's start off with a, the real basic discussion. Just what is an extended RV warranty? Sure. So what most of us know as an extended RV warranty is actually an RV extended service contract. And what it is, is a policy that will step in to pay for repairs to some of the most common mechanical failures your RV is going to face. And so that ranges everything from a diesel engine down to a microwave and pretty much everything mechanical and electrical in between. Well, then what about when someone buys a new RV? Mm -hmm. Do they do they need an extended warranty for a new RV? Yeah, so that it kind of comes down to personal preference, but we'll tell you what we think. So your RV comes with a manufacturer's warranty and that definitely takes precedence. So if you have manufacturer warranty, you're going to go there first. Um, those don't always cover everything and things start to drop off after a couple of years. The great thing about an extended warranty is you can lock in several years of coverage all at once. Uh, and the best time, uh, best rate you're ever going to get, the best price you're ever going to get for an extended warranty is when it's brand new because the extended warranty companies know uh, that they're probably not going to be paying too many claims right off the bat. So the longest term, the best price you're ever going to get is to buy right when your rig is brand new. And there are some added benefits that come with the extended warranties that you'll be able to use as well during that first year of manufacturer coverage. What are some of those added benefits uh, that, that you can use? 
Sure. So uh, there are additional things like roadside assistance on some of the policies. Um, so it kind of you know varies policy to policy. And so as a broker, we have several different options available. And that's something that you'll want to discuss with your warranty specialist. But uh, some of these policies do come with added benefits and and coverages that maybe you know the, the manufacturer coverage didn't come with. So appliances and things like that. Every rig is different and the manufacturer warranties that come with them are different as well. And that leads me to a question. You talked about uh, being a broker. When you buy a new RV, you know, they try and get you to sign up right there at the dealership. Yes. Is that necessarily the best place to do it? You know, you have options. That's what we want our viewers to know. So most of us are familiar with the only time you can get an extended warranty being when you're buying that rig brand new and at the dealership. Um, and that's just not the case. So there are online brokers like wholesale warranties where you can get a quote for coverage. Uh, always recommend getting a quote and getting, you know, some different options available to you and having some of that education before you walk into the dealership uh, on that day when you're, you're going to be in that F&I office and, you know, hey, here, get these ex this extended warranty as well. It's great. Um, take some time before you, you lock in your rig, work with somebody like wholesale warranties um, and, and see what extended warranties are available to you, what options you have. And it's good to know, too, if you're buying private party or you just have a used rig that you've had for a while, you can still get an extended warranty. So even though you won't be going to a dealership, you can work with a broker like Wholesale Warranties and get coverage on a used unit as well. So uh, basically before I take possession of that rig, before I sit down and sign those final uh, contracts, that's the time to really check with you guys and tell you what kind of information would you want and then, uh, and then, and then uh, what kind of information would we have then to be able to go into the RV dealership and say, no, I don't want that, I got my own. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, we'll just need basic information on an RV in order to uh, pull up a quote for you. So that's going to be year, make, model, mileage if that applies, uh, what the purchase price is going to be on your rig, and then some personal information. So how do you use your rig? Do you, are you a full timer? Um, are you worried about you know all types of failures, or maybe you're kind of handy and you're just worrying about those huge engine repairs and things like that? So we'll, we work really uh, closely with our customers. To to learn what type of RVer you are as well. And that will allow us to recommend the best price and the best policy for who you are as an individual RVer um, and not just like a one size fits all policy. Go over the key reasons why someone would need an extended RV warranty. Sure. So simply put, RVs break down. Um, you know, they, these are homes on wheels and they're built by humans. And some of those mechanical and electrical components are just going to fail you. And we see year after year, the cost of that repair is going up. And there's a lot that goes into that. Right now, for instance, the demand for RV repair is so high because the demand for everything RVing is really, really high right now. Um, and so that will drive up the cost of labor. It drives up the cost of parts. And uh, every year, the RVs get a little bit fancier too, right? We have all these new bells and whistles. And with that comes a higher skill level required for repair, again, driving up those labor costs. And again, the more, um, you know, mechanical and electrical components in your rig, the higher the cost of repair on parts as well. So 
when these, these RVs are traveling and even when they're sitting, you know, we actually see most of our repairs after RVs have been sitting for a while. Uh, they're just not really made to do that. And so your electrical and mechanical components start to wear down and break over time. And a great way to protect your budget and spend your money on traveling and adventure and campgrounds and going places is to get an RV warranty and let us pick up the tab on the repair bills. Well, that leads me to the question of what are the most common claims uh, for an extended RV warranty? Yeah, so we see a lot of refrigerator, air conditioning, generator repairs, um, also slide outs and leveling systems. I think those just get used so frequently that those fail as well. Uh, so those are some of our, our top repairs that we see. Um, and something, a refrigerator is a great example of why the cost of repair is so high. And so it sounds like a relatively simple fix. But just to diagnose and to look at a lot of those refrigerators, they have to remove the windshield and pull that refrigerator out of your unit. And your labor just starts going up and up and up when they don't even know what the repair is going to be yet. Um, and so refrigerator sounds like maybe a simple, easy one. Those usually look around, you know, 1500 to $3,000 per repair. And it's super common to see those fail. So those things that you use regularly and that you rely on, uh, those things are going to fail pretty frequently. What are the things, uh, Stacy, that are covered by an extended RV warranty that may not be covered on a new RV from the manufacturer's warranty? Yeah, so it differs rig to rig. Um, usually, you know, you get the longest manufacturer warranty you're going to get is on your engine. And so usually those are three to five years. Um, but each individual appliance will come with an individual manufacturer warranty. Uh, a lot of them drop off after that first year. And that's why we like to lock people in for long-term coverages. So as those things start to drop off and you, rather than keeping track of, okay, I've got another three months on my fridge. I've got another six months on my air conditioning. Um, as things come up, you can just say, okay, does this go to manufacturer? Or, hey, I've got seven years of coverage from wholesale. I can probably send it over there. Um, um, and so common things that are covered under an extended warranty is going to be every mechanical and electrical component in your RV. Um, and so those things do come with those different manufacturers coverages. And it, it's tough to know, you know, specifically on each rig, what is covered and what isn't and for how long. So it's really good to kind of lock in that coverage right off the bat, extend it out for your best price. And then you're kind of set. That's a, a great lead into the other end of it. What's not covered uh, in an extended yeah. RV that may that people may assume are covered things that are covered. Yeah, so it falls into a couple of different categories. One of the biggest of which is anything that's covered by your comp and collision insurance. So RV insurance that you're required to have is different from your extended warranty. That's going to cover you for your physical damages, some of your weather damage, accidents, that kind of thing always going to be insurance that's not going to be covered by your extended warranty. Um, something else that wouldn't be covered is aesthetic items. So scratches to paint, um, you know, snags in fabric or flooring or things like that, not going to be covered. And then regular maintenance. So oil changes, any type of maintenance that's required or suggested by your manufacturer, uh, that's going to be up to you. The extended warranty is really there for the actual failure and breakdown of your mechanical and electrical components. Is there an RV that is too old to get an extended uh, a warranty, particularly when people are buying used RVs? Sure, yeah. So uh, we go back pretty far. So on a motorhome, we can offer coverage up to 20 model years old. 
And on towable RVs, we can go back 15 model years. So we're definitely here to help out um, people buying used rigs or people that have had their rigs for a while. We can go back pretty far. Now, tell us exactly how you guys work that's maybe a little different than what we'll hear at an RV dealer. How does a, a company, a broker, like, and there are other ones. It's not just you guys or others in the sure. field, but how does, like, wholesale warranties work? Yeah, so something that is really important to us is finding reliable coverage that is backed by an insurance carrier and has an administrator that has a good history of paying claims um, because they can say anything they want, but if they don't pay the claims, they're, you know, contract's not worth the paper it's written on, right? So we do a lot of work directly with those administrators and with the people who offer the warranty contracts to ensure they're going to be there for our customers when they need them. And we had absolutely dropped uh, contracts that weren't, you know, so we're in the business of making sure it's going to be reliable coverage and options. So I mentioned personalization, working with our beers to find out who they are and what they're worried about to match them up with a level of coverage that makes the most sense, not just the most expensive policy. We're not trying to always sell that high dollar one. We want to set you up with the policy that makes sense for you and who you are as an RVer. So the personalization is really nice. And usually, you know, if you are going to a dealer and getting set up there, there's just so much going on when you're purchasing your RV. There are so many documents to sign, so much to discuss uh, that you don't really have the time to dig into these warranty contracts. And so that's another thing we do is you will get set up directly with a warranty specialist who is an expert in these contracts and most of the contracts on the market. And we're going to educate you and make, allow you to make an empowered and confident decision. What policy, where to buy it, who it's with. We want you to have all of the information so that you feel really good about your, your coverage and you know what it's going to do and what it won't cover. Cause that's equally as important as what it does. And, and that takes me really to the last question. And I know it's a tough question because it depends, <laughs> but with that in mind, what are some ballpark costs of, of an extended RV warranty that people want to consider when they're buying an RV so they can put that into the budget that, that they're going to need for it? Sure. So super hard to give a dollar figure, but I can tell you how we come up with our costs. And I can also tell you quotes are free. So it's not going to hurt you to you know get that, that dollar figure for your specific unit. Um, but it comes down to the age of the unit, the mileage on the unit, and the value. And so uh, you can kind of surmise that the older the rig, the higher the cost is going to be uh, and the higher value. So a $400,000 motorhome is going to have a significantly different cost than a towable. Um, and so it comes down to, to your specific rig and how, you know, how much it's been used, how much it's been driven, um, and then what the, the current value is of it. Mm, and that adds a side question to that then. Is there a difference in the rate between a full-timer uh, or a, an occasional user or a half-timer, uh, or does it depend strictly on the rig itself? It's just on the rig. So we will ask you those questions because it helps us set you up with, you know, the coverage that, that makes sense for a full-timer versus someone who barely uses it or uses it for a few weekends a year. Um, and it's good for us to know we want to make sure, you know, full-timers have access to certain things, but it won't affect the, the cost of your policy right now. Well, we will put a link in the description and, of course, in our, our big blog post on this on how they can get a hold of wholesale warranties. And, Stacy, again, it's uh, no cost to get a quote, and then Absolutely. you have uh, information. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we have uh, uh, been uh, a partner of you as an affiliate, I guess, and kind of yes. recommending people. And we recommend we had just great experience with wholesale warranties. And, and Stacey, uh, 
we'll try and get you on a little bit more often. It's been a couple of years since we talked. Stacey, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. This part of the RV podcast is brought to you by Peace of Mind for RVs.com, an emergency transportation coverage solution. You know, emergencies do happen out there. We've all seen footage of somebody getting rescued by a helicopter, and we never think it's going to be us. What most people don't realize is that air ambulances are not classified as medical expenses. Air ambulances are classified as a common carrier, which means that no insurance company has any influence over the pricing. It also makes them the number one most denied claim. In the event of an emergency, you know, you call 911, typically a ground ambulance will bring you to the nearest hospital. If you need to be transported from there, uh, then they may call a helicopter transport. And then you've got two emergency medical claims involving ambulances. And there's a good size, good chance that that's not going to be covered by most of your insurance companies. And the average cost of an air ambulance, $53,000. Now, you don't want to be the one to get stuck with that bill. And that's where Peace of Mind for RVs comes in. Uh, Peaceofmindforrvs.com brings you coverage that pays 100% of all ambulance charges by ground, by air, anywhere. Jennifer and I are members of peaceofmindforrvs.com. And with a slew of other benefits, you get like return home services, recuperate close to home, visitor transportation, vehicle return, much more. Just go check them out yourself and you'll see why this uh, makes sense. Something that you should at least consider. Peaceofmindforrvs.com. Time now for Off the Beaten Path. A unique RV podcast travel suggestion you probably won't find in a guidebook. Here's Mike. There are so many awesome stories out there off the beaten path. And all you need is a little bit of curiosity as Patty and Tom Burkett report in this week's Off the Beaten Path report. Hi, Mike and Jennifer. Annie Oakley sued 55 newspapers for defamation and won 54 of the battles. You might know her as the crack shot star of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, but that's just a small piece of who this woman was. How do we know this? Well, like so many of the stories we've learned, it started with a little brown sign by the side of a small highway. This particular highway was US 127, running north-south along the western edge of Ohio, and the sign said, Annie Oakley Grave. Knowing her as a Wild West figure, we were surprised to find that she grew up in northwest Ohio and was fostered out as a child because her father had died and her mother couldn't afford to feed all the Oakley children. Sent to live with a family that treated her a bit like Cinderella, Annie returned home, took up her father's rifle, and vowed to put food on the table. Soon, in addition to feeding the family, she was selling excess game at a Dayton, Ohio market. By the time she was a teenager, she'd paid off the family debts and the mortgage on the farm. When she was 15 and well-known locally as a markswoman, she went to Cincinnati for an exhibition by Frank Butler. Famous for his shooting displays, Butler offered $20 to anyone who could beat him. On the 25th shot, he missed, and Oakley hit the mark. Butler was smitten. A year later, after a feverish courtship, the two were married. When they joined Buffalo Bill's show, it became clear she was the star. And though he never gave up shooting, he spent the rest of his career as her manager and assistant. After Annie was injured in a train accident, the two retired to Cambridge, Maryland. 
We recently drove by their place, which has a nice view of the Chop Tank River and a tiny balcony onto which, quote, the two would climb out from their bedroom and amuse themselves shooting ducks a quarter mile away on the water. It didn't last long, though. They quickly got tired of retirement and were soon back with the Wild West show. After her retirement, newspapers ran a story claiming Annie had stolen a man's trousers and sold them to buy cocaine. She was incensed. As it turns out, the actual perpetrator had given the name Annie Oakley, O-A-K-L-E-E. Happy for the sensational story, many papers played fast and loose with the facts. By the time Annie had finished her crusade in the courts, they were probably a bit sorry. Annie Oakley spent much of her life fighting for women's rights. She sent a large share of her earnings back to Western Ohio to support women and orphans. She taught thousands of women how to shoot, teaching until the week she died. This legend of the American West, honorary daughter of Chief Sitting Bull, is buried beside her husband Frank in a country graveyard not far from where she was born, along a little country road, out here off the beaten path. And off the beaten path brought to you this week by Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,000 wineries, farms, microbreweries, and attractions around North America. Now, Harvest Hosts, you know, is a membership service. It costs you 99 bucks a year, and then you get unique free overnight camping at 2,000 wineries and breweries and all these exciting places. 99 bucks a year. But we can save you that money, uh, about 15%. If you use our special link, rvlifestyle.com slash hh, rvlifestyle.com slash hh, and you'll get 15% off, and you'll make that back in the first two overnights that you stay. Harvest House has so many great spots to get in, and in these days when campgrounds are full, you can almost always find a spot at a nearby Harvest House. Check them out, rvlifestyle.com slash hh. And that wraps up another episode of the RV Podcast with Mike and Jennifer Wendland. New episodes are released every Wednesday, and the best way to stay connected is to subscribe to the RV Podcast. We're in all the popular podcast apps, and you can also listen on the RVLifestyle.com travel blog. Till next time, happy trails, fellow travelers. We'll be looking for you down the road. All right, we're about ready to hit the road ourselves. Yeah, we got to get out there and get it ready to go. Yep, uh, we thank you guys so much for putting us in your ear this week. Don't forget there's new content on the RV Lifestyle Travel Blog every single day. Just check it out, rvlifestyle.com. Till next week and another episode of the RV Podcast, we'll see you down the road. Happy trails. Happy trails.